tuning in to the One Strong Woman podcast with Siobhan Sykes, where everyday heroines bench press life's lessons. Hey, One Strong Woman, it's your girl, Shavaz Bikes. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to One Strong Woman podcast. I wish we could sit down and chat face-to-face over some tea or coffee or Pepsi, water, wherever your, your drink of choice is. Um, I would love to do that, but this is the closest that I can get at this time of coming to your home, to your car, your work. Uh, at the park, wherever you're at, working out, at the gym, wherever you're listening to this, I thank you so much for listening in. I wanted to do something special with this episode, um, special called, uh, the title of it is called Things You Want to Know About Me. So it's just a question answer session about me. So I'll jump right in. The meaning of my name, um, it means, may God bless the supplanter. And when um, I can't remember the age I was, but I was probably uh, in middle school, I'm guessing, that I really wanted to know the meaning of my name. It's a unique name, and my daddy named me, so it's like, you know, I, I just can't go. You know, nowadays you can type in uh, what does a name mean. You know, at so many different sites you can type in what, what your name means, and at that time I didn't, I didn't have that, and even to this day, I did type in what my name means, and I, you know, I didn't like the the uh, meaning of it because I searched deeper into the meaning of my name. Um, but I went to the library and searched and searched and found out that my name means "May God bless the supplanter," and Jacob was a supplanter. Um, so I, you know, it, it could seem like it has, you know, a negative. Uh, connotation, but really not, you know, supplanter, to me, that encourages me that I, I can overcome some things which I have um, in my life, and I can supplant, I can overcome by God's grace and by God's power. So Shavaz means, may God bless the supplanter. My favorite scripture, I have several favorite scriptures. One of them is Psalms 139, 14. And it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. And that's a favorite scripture because uh, years ago, and just being a teenager and into my 20s, I struggled with low self-esteem. And I'll, I'll dive into that. I mean, that that my story could be a whole book, but just dealing with low self-esteem and dealing with... Um, acne for one as a teenager and then into my young adult years just not really liking my skin not liking my body um nothing about myself that I, that I liked I really hated myself and tore myself down I had a very low self-image self-worth and I saw this scripture Psalms 139 14 and it really it hit me um that here I was down on myself and rejected myself out on how God created me. Um, he didn't look down on me. Um, and here David is saying that he will praise God because he's fearfully and wonderfully made. And so when I was seeking God in my early 20s for deliverance from low self-esteem and just God help me to see myself as you, 
as you see me, you know, that I will look beyond the the acne and my skin and my skinny legs and, you know, my black gums. You know, it was just, I mean, I just tore myself down. Um, I put this scripture up on my wall and I daily read it. I daily quoted this scripture until it got into my spirit that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And that scripture helped me accept myself and love myself. And then also with prayer and other things that happened to me, helped me to come to accept myself. So that's one of my favorite scriptures of all time is that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And God created me the way that I am. And that scripture has helped me change my mindset on how I see things, especially as women comparing ourselves to magazines and to other people and you know, you need this to make your face look like this. You need this to make your body look like this. That scripture really helped me to say that I'm okay the way that God created me. My favorite pastime, what do I, what do I like to do? Um, I like to research a lot. Um, just looking up things on writing, publishing, whatever, creativity, reading books. I just, I like to research. One of my jobs that um, I used to work at, was we had to find, uh, it was applications, it was an insurance company, and we had a queue, and it was a, they called the missing queue, and what was sent in was an application, and the a name was missing or the address, and I really liked doing that job because I can go and search and find out, you know, the person's address and things like that, so I love to research. I like to write, um, love to write. I like to rest, <laughs> It's funny because my uh, Gary asked my grandmother one time, uh, Granny, how was Shavaz as a child? Like, what did she, you know, what did she like to do? She's like, well, you know, she sure could get her, her rest in, get her naps in, she said, her naps. And Gary just bust out laughing. So I do like to rest. Um, my friend recently called me. She's like, you're like a little kitty cat. So I guess, you know, <laughs> I like to rest. I like watching movies and comedy movies, especially comedy movies and action movies with my hubby. So that's my favorite pastime. What lessons have I learned so far? Well, I'm, you know, at age 37, um, the lessons I've learned, one of them is to forgive quickly. Um, I, I, in the past, I had the tendency to hold on to grudges and to, you know, things didn't happen the way that I planned or thought or, you know, something happened, someone said this, you know, I, I will hold that, that I will hold a grudge towards them. And I would say, you know, they should know. And they shouldn't know if you don't tell them, you know. So that's, you know, I, I come to understand that I can have unforgiveness towards them and they never know that I have unforgiveness toward them and I'm treating them a certain way and they're going on with their life. So I might as well just get over it and forgive them and move on. And I've learned that just to forgive and to release them out of my spirit. You know, that no one should just hold that much control and take up that much space in our soul um, to just hold on to it and regurgitate over and over again what they did and what they did not do um, and what happened to me when I was young or old. So I've learned to forgive quickly. And in, in Scripture, in 1 Corinthians 13, love the love scripture and it says it doesn't keep account of wrongdoing um so i i've had a lot of practice of, of that of just forgiving quickly and just moving on 
Also, uh, the life lessons I've learned is suffering is a teacher. Um, and I don't like that too much, but I've learned to accept that suffering is a teacher. I think about scripture that says that Jesus, he learned obedience by the things that he suffered. And suffering has been a teacher for me. It has taught me things about myself. It's taught me things about God. Um, it's just been a great teacher in my life. What am I currently working on? Well, right now I'm currently working on several books. Um, I, I don't know. I told you guys before that I get bored really easy. So I have several books that I'm working on. One is uh, a book for young wives. Well, I shouldn't say young wives, but wives, period, that is uh, a resource book that's coming out um, sometime in May. I'll give you more information later about that. But I'm working on that um, based on Titus 2, 4, and 5 of the the wiser women, teacher the younger women, the young wives, on how to keep house, how to love their husbands. And so that book is um, coming out. And I'm excited about that because I interviewed women that were married from 15 years to 20 years, 30 years, 40 plus years, 60 years. Can you believe that, being married for 60 years? And I interviewed these women, and it was such an encouragement that you know, I, I, in my mind, I thought, okay, at a certain point in marriage, you know, I, it should be cool. You know, like we shouldn't have no no issues. Like, we know each other for 40 plus years. It should be cool. And no, uh, these women sh told me and showed me and shared with me differently that marriage until the day that we die and death do us part is a work. Um, in progress and you and it works when you work it so I'm working on a marriage resource book I'm working on another book about my love story how to, how uh, Gary and I met um, and that's another that's a question I want to answer here um, in a minute but um, our story is you very unique in how we came together um, so I'm writing on, working on that and I'm working on several short ebooks to be released hey what are you learning in this season I'm learning to laugh at myself. I really am. <laughs> and I I've, I'm a, I have a tendency that I can be hard on myself. I don't know if you like me, but really down uh, on myself and critical of myself. And so I'm just learning to not to take myself seriously and to laugh at myself. I'm learning to let go of uh, that spirit of perfection and perfectionism, being perfect and having, have, having to have everything perfect. I'm learning to let that go at this season. I'm learning to abide in Christ, to know that he's a true vine. And every day I wake up and I say, God, apart from you, I can do nothing. And it's so true that I cannot do, I mean, I can't even walk and breathe without Christ. So I'm learning to abide in Christ. I'm learning to take steps when I'm afraid. You know, I've shared this before that, um, that I've, in the past I waited for fear to go. And if you're waiting for fear to go, it's not gonna, it's not going to go until we face it. So I'm learning just to jump in there, to have the courage, and to face my fear. I'm also learning to boast in my infirmities, and that one uh, is, is interesting. And Paul, out of all the things that he could have boasted in, Apostle Paul, he boasted in his infirmities. He said, "I boast, I boast in my infirmities," um, and it's. God's grace in me, and when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. And that's what I'm learning in this season, that in my weakness, I'm strong, 
and to boast in my infirmities, not to boast in any other thing, boast in that. And I know that's upside down in our society that when we boast in you know, our car, our family, how well our kids are doing, our, our salary, you know, we boast in those things. But the flip side to boast in our infirmities is I haven't, I don't see that too, too often. So I'm learning that in this season. How did you meet your husband? I said, again, that's coming out in a book. <laughs> uh, you can see that. That will be next year. But quick story. Um, I met Gary um, through my church, the church I grew up at. I met him there, and we were part of a young adult ministry that we've mentioned before called POI, Preach on It, and also through youth group. And I met him there, but, you know, we were brothers and sisters in Christ. It was not a love interest at all with us. And and that's one thing I love about um, my youth group at the time. Uh, Shout out to VT Warriors, if you listen to this, that uh, our pastors at the time, the Mitchells, they, they taught us that we were brothers and sisters and to look at each other that way and I thank God for that because that cut down and shut down a lot of uh lust youthful lust it shut down a lot of young pregnancy within our group at the you know we didn't you know we didn't have that in in our group and so I thank God for that because it kept it pure that's what I'm saying is that we purely saw each other as brothers and sisters in Christ and yeah some of us might have had crush on each other but we didn't take it anywhere. We, it might have went somewhere after the fact, after we left youth group. But in VT Warriors, in our youth group, it was strictly that relationship as that's my brother and that's my sister and that's it. You know, you don't, you don't lust after your brother. You don't lust after your sister. You know, if you do, that's, we call that something else. That's not good at all. And so we were in youth group together and he was my brother, which, which I didn't like. And Gary would tell you that he didn't like me either. And so <laughs> met him through church, which we didn't like each other. And and over the course of time, you know, um, we came together. What is one dream that has not been fulfilled in my life yet? Um, the one dream that has not been fulfilled yet and I'm looking forward to is um, ministering to young women. I really have a heart for... I should say teenage girls from the age 12 to 18, that age group. I have a heart for them. And so one of the dreams is to have a, a design, fashion, beauty house all together and teaching them about uh, body image, fashion, loving themselves, loving God, preparing for their king, you know, uh, for Christ, yes, but also for a husband. So that's one of my dreams that it's kind of percolating in me to, you know, to fulfill that part of just giving back to young ladies, teenage girls and sharing. Because like I said earlier, of I've dealt with low self-esteem and I, and I dealt with uh, self-hatred and just low self-worth. And God walking me through the process to understand myself as um, being beautiful as his queen, and so my heart's desire is to teach and to impart that to teenage girls. So that's one of the dreams that has yet to be fulfilled. What is one crazy 
out there thing that I've done. Well, I don't know if it's too crazy, but when I was in high school, um, I entered into a um, look-alike contest. And when I was younger, I'm 18, I had braids, and I would, you know, and Moesha Brandy, it was popular at that time. Moesha was popular at that time, and I would get that when I would have braids in my hair, I would get, you look like Moesha. Hey, Moesha. Hey, Brandy. I mean, everywhere I would go, people were saying that to me. So I was I was reading a magazine at the time, and it showed a look-alike contest. And so I submitted a picture in, took, went, took pictures at first, and then submitted it in, but I never heard back. So I guess to them, I didn't look like her. So that's one of those crazy out there things that I can foresee at this time like I said it might not be so crazy but what is on my goals list right now um writing that's big to get get some of these projects done and I want to learn another language I want to learn actually two languages but the the one that is to me more and most important at this time would be to learn Brazilian Portuguese just because for one I've been to Brazil and then also I'm part of a women's international women's ministry that we are there's a connection with the Brazilian um, community and so I would love to learn Brazilian Portuguese when I was in high school I went to um, the international studies school and we had to learn Spanish so I took Spanish for four years and unfortunately to say I don't I cannot I'm not fluent in Spanish you know so I don't know but maybe I would approach this differently <laughs> episode of things you want to know about me I will do more of these things so please if you have a question you want to know or a topic you want to know about me you know you can shoot me an email at um, the girl that prays at gmail.com or hit me up at the girl that prays at Twitter or on Facebook backslash the girl that prays. And I will do another one of these episodes and answer your questions. So like I always say, beside this strong woman, there's a strong man. So I want to thank my husband for his support and his tech savviness to help me with this podcast. And until next week, don't forget to bench press life's lesson.